You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> listening to Salt Lake Dirt. I'm your host, Kyler Bingham. Today, I welcome filmmaker Brendan Garrity to the show. His documentary film, Motel Drive, is playing at the 2023 Slam Dance Film Festival and will premiere at the Treasure Mountain Inn Sunday, January 22nd at 1.15 p.m. There's also a second screening Thursday, January 26th at 2.45 p.m. And if you are not in Park City, I encourage you to check out the Slam Dance channel where uh, from January 23rd through the 29th, you can have full on-demand access to all of the programming uh, for the film festival. So Motel Drive is included in that, of course. Uh, Motel Drive is one of my top picks from what I've seen uh, this year at both Slamdance and Sundance. I I think it's a super important film. Uh, It takes place in Fresno, California, and um, it's it's basically a row of of several motels um, where a lot of people are living in um, in poverty in these motels, so it, it tackles uh, some some pretty heavy issues. Um, it, he filmed it over the course of eight years, I believe. Um, true dedication, and it, it comes through in the film. Um, so yeah, we get we get into that in the interview. One thing I got to mention on a lighter note, he is uh, he was involved in one of my favorite shows, Nathan for You. Uh, you know, did all kinds of work on that show. So that was um, very cool to find out. Also, I got to have this guy on the show in a lo- longer format at some point if he if he's up for it. Uh, turns out he is a retired Peace Corps volunteer, and um, there's just got to be some incredible stories. And it, it was so nice meeting him um, and seeing him around the festival. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, check out Motel Drive at Slam Dance, and Brendan is here to tell us all about the film. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Okay, I think the fire. I think I think we escaped the fire here. So um, <laughs> fire alarm just blew our eardrums out. Um, I'm here. Keeping me focused. <laughs> I'm here with Brendan. Um, say it, your last name again. Sorry. Uh, Garrity. Okay, Brendan Garrity. Uh, we're here to talk about his film Motel Drive, which uh, was one when I saw the Slam Dance uh, program. That was one documentary that stood out to me, and I got the chance to see it. I loved it. Uh, thanks for being on the show, Brendan. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm a newfound fan of the pod, as I found out this driving up from Salt Lake City. Thanks, man. That's an honor. Uh, so I guess let's just talk. This, this is a documentary that was several years in the making. Um, maybe you could just tell us uh, a bit about the documentary, how it came about. It takes place in Fresno, California. I would love to know your, your connection to that city. And um, yeah, just where did this idea come from for you? Yeah, so it's it's been it's as I say it's been my 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 thirties and two relationships <laughs> doing this little doc that could. Um, it's uh, so I was born and raised in L.A., um, but my mom was kind of a gypsy, moved around a lot. Um, I lived in like fifteen places in eighteen years growing up, type of thing, and uh, 
So I, I had some adjacent experience to, so it's, it's in Fresno. A lot of people don't know from California. So Fresno, it's a big ag community. It's a breadbasket of the nation. Uh, it's rural uh, and uh, it's right about midway in between San Francisco and Los Angeles. And I lived um, kind of on the periphery, not too far from Bakersfield. So I was familiar. It's called the Central Valley. Kind of knew the culture and the reason, uh, the region there from growing up. But um, I, so tangentially familiar with the world, but uh, it was really a whim uh, going up there. It started in 2014. I read a Vice News article that was about a California Highway Patrol program that was allegedly abusing a, abusing a certain homeless population in Fresno. And that's not interesting, but was interesting about it to me. They just had this featured photography in the Vice article of these old mid-century Americana Googie style architecture. Like if you think of the Denny's diner sign or like norms or something, it's just these massive motel signs that were really, you know, iconic of that time. And they were just sort of dilapidated hanging like these spooky ghosts, you know, these homeless people were backdropped by these places. And so I was just very interested and intrigued. I had a friend going through a divorce at the time who had a, Canon 5D DSLR camera. And I just said, Hey, Preston, let's just go up and check it out. And so we just drove up to Fresno. That was 2014. And so that started basically two years, I would say of, uh, I, I work in TV production, mostly producing. So I would just roll off shows and whenever I had time, I'd just go up there. And so call it 2014 to 2016. Um, I, I, it, it, it was a very drawn out thing of, uh, trust building. I mean, it's common in docs, but I mean, especially in a community like this, um, the, the greatest hits of, you know, in year one, I was two things assumed to be, I was either assumed to be a narc, like an undercover cop or a pedophile. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it took a lot, it took literally years of, uh, just hanging out. I, you know, just embedded myself essentially in these motels, you know, sometimes for like two, three weeks on end and, um, got to know, you know, little by little, a few key people, the Shaw family, you know, the main family that's in it. And they knew, you know, it's, it, it's a very tight community. There's 150 families. Um, they're all scrunched up these motels. It's on like an eighth mile strip. So everybody knows everybody. So once I started to get to know a few of the key people that had really been there in the community a while, that obviously opened up a lot of doors. And I really, you know, I saw a lot of elements there of, you know, okay, there's a lot of addiction issues. There's all these families here. There's all this stuff going on. But, you know, when I got there, it was like, I don't want this to be an episode of cops or something. Right. I mean, so I was like, what's the angle? And until it was like, not until year two that, I found out about the high speed rail project and how it was going to be impacting this community. And then I saw, you know, kind of a through line of kind of a catalyst to give it drive. And then, you know, I kind of saw it as an actual film, but that was all kind of over two years. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm kind of familiar with that area. I have family that live outside of Fresno. They're, they were farmers for generations. Hanford. I don't know if you know, Hanford. Yeah. Yeah, so Han outside yeah. of Hanford is where, so, um, we'd go there all the time growing up. Uh, but, and they would always say, you got to stay out of Fresno. <laughs> there was, and I never knew, really knew much about it. But uh, yeah, definitely some some big challenges there. I think um, 
especially when I see a documentary that is over the course of several years, when do you know or when do you decide a documentary is done as far as shooting goes? <laughs> Good question. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot of hand wringing for me over this because, you know, this is my first film. I'm not, um, you know, I'm a producer by profession, but, you know, first time directing and doing a lot of the editing. And so I basically up until COVID 2020, I just had this mountain of footage and, uh, you know, I was like, I don't know at this point now it's, you know, 2020, I've been doing this for six years. I don't know if I have a movie on this hard drive or not. And so that was, you know, a lot of uncertainty and then piecing it together, getting, you know, an assembly, a rough cut, you know, 2021, 2022, I was like, okay, there's, I, I have a thing here. That's good. Um, but to answer your question, when it's done, I, I, you know, I had all this footage with the Shaw family, I'd been following them around. Um, and it wasn't, I, I, I really, I felt like I had all this footage and I didn't know where it was going. I didn't have the ending essentially panicking. Uh, and it was really, I think it was a long process of seeing because there's so much going on in this community. Right. And being like, okay, no, this is really best empathized with and related to, I think through one family and one family story and getting to know Justin over the years and literally seeing him grow up. Um, once the sobriety happened with the Shaw family, and I guess, I don't know, spoilers or whatever, maybe not give too, too much away, but once that era, that phase happened and their life changed substantially, and I saw so many different part, little, little things of Justin's life of kind of, you know, sports things he was doing or different programs he was in and kind of how he was he was still, he was struggling with school throughout. Cause you know, I, I don't know, he's been, he's kind of rattles them off in the dock, but he's been to something like eight schools or something. Yeah. Going to a different place. Um, so, so seeing him kind of for him kind of make some marginal improvements in school and kind of like, okay, you know, I mean, it's, I guess I shouldn't say more, I don't know spoilers or whatever, but, um, it, it was kind of how he came out of that and out the other side where, it felt like a, a, a good organic place to end it. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about slam dance for a minute. So uh, very cool. It's been three years since I've been up here in person. Um, I think one cool thing that came out of the pandemic as far as affecting festivals was the virtual component. Uh, so it gives the, you know, it gives films so much more of an audience at the festival level. So people all over the world, are able to see the film now, whereas, you know, just a small amount here who are in person at, at Slamdance. So uh, you mentioned this is your first time up here at the festival. Um, and, you know, this is day, I think we're day one today. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you can sense downstairs, like the, it's brewing, like things it's starting to, it's starting to get exciting. Um, what, what are you hoping for? What are you excited about? What are you nervous about? Um, just the whole festival experience, the park city thing is a lot of sensory overload. Um, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about it. I did. That's a good, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how to feel. No, I'm, I'm, uh, to be honest with you, I'm 
wide-eyed, excited little boy to be here. You know, I mean, this is like over these eight years, you know, I made a promise, like I said, producing, working in TV, not being long for that game. About 10 years ago, I made a promise to myself, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a movie. You know, it's kind of what I got started in the business to do. And when you're freelancing, you know, you don't have health insurance and all this stuff. It's hard to say no to work. And so this was me kind of like making good on that. And so just the, to be, have a world premiere at Slamdance, um, the culture that they have of just down and dirty filmmakers. You know, I mean, I was born and raised in LA. I, I work in TV in Hollywood. I'm a pretty cynical dude in term, in the entertainment industry in a lot of ways, especially where it's going recently with, I mean, you know, we're at a weird time in the business, but to be able to just, I mean, meet a lot of the, see a lot of the, I mean, just going, I've only seen a lot of the previews. I haven't seen any of the films here, but there seem to be just so many different great perspectives and um, interesting, unique voices here. So I'm really excited just to be a part of this festival in terms of my hopes of where this goes. Um, you know, I, I, it's, I, I'm just, so I've been, I'm sure you hear this all the time in interviews you do, but like, especially making docs, it's, it's a very lonely process. You kind of are just like in this black box. And so just to get this out there, see reactions. I mean, this is, it's a pretty dark film, you know, it's, it's rough. Um, it's, it's not for everybody. It's, it's, you know, it's a hard look at a lot of things like, uh, housing, homelessness, addiction. Um, you know, so it's, it's not a happy go lucky thing or a Michael Jordan documentary or, or whatever, but, um, it'll be, I, I'm, you know, it's just, it'll be great to see the reactions. A, I'd love to get some kind of a humble distribution, something like that to be able to expand it out. But as you point out, so excited that um, slamdancechannel.com, baby. I mean, so it can get out there a little more. Um, so yeah, happy to be here. Get, you know, whatever your filmmaker says, get as many eyes on it as possible. Um, but yeah, just thrilled to be here. And I just got like I just got to mention we were talking before just we, we recorded recording that um, this is an issue like that's all over the country and I think um, I have like a kind of a surface awareness of it but not like just the logistics of people living in motels and um, just how they're you know not able to to dig out of that and it's like because it's you know it's it's it can be expensive even these rough hotels and they're just like eking by um it's it's brutal and i think it'll it's an important film to, for people to see because it's happening everywhere uh across the country so i just got to thank you for you know sticking with that. i mean that's a, that's a strong commitment you made to keep going back and i think that like you said the thorough thorough of the, of the family um and justin cool to see him grow up and i mean i was just like the amount, the amount of grit and you know he just seemed he just was in a situation that he ha he had no control over and he he seemed like a positive kid and i was blown away by that i'm a high school teacher okay. um in kind of an economically challenged area and i've you know we know of families who live in motels out um where i teach uh and it's sometimes those kids you have you you don't even know they're just doing bad in school like they're not getting good grades and you're like what's going on and then you start talking to the social worker and there's some there's so many challenges. It's amazing that they can, I think if these kids can even get to school, that's a win. Even if they're two hours late, I'm like, come on in, man. Good to see you. So yeah, without me rambling, I think it's just an important film 
uh, across the board. And I think it's just on such a human level. So we follow this one, um, you know, motel drive, this stretch of, of properties and these people and just, yeah, it gave, you know, a lot for me to think about. I was talking with my wife about it this morning and, you know, it's going to stick with me. And so I think it's, it's a beautiful film. It's a, you know, hopeful film, uh, dark, hopeful, but it, yeah. So, you know, I've seen a few already from screeners from the festival. This is one of my favorites by far. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. That's, that's very kind. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I guess what I'd say on that and, and, and I, I didn't really kind of circling back to, you know, what inspired me. So the, there, there was the whim of the vice, you know, whatever blurb article, but you know, I, I, I don't even remember if I mentioned on here when we were talking earlier, but, um, you know, I, I was born and raised in LA, uh, and you know, my mom kind of moved 15 times up until I was 18. So I've lived I mean, you know, all over the city from South Central, West Side, Malibu, Venice Beach. So just, you know, L.A., Los Angeles, you know, most people probably know it's 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 sort of a epicenter, you know, uh, of, of this issue. I mean, it's everywhere, as you said. But, uh, you know, I was born in the early 80s uh, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever been out like to the West Coast, but like uh, Santa Monica, Venice Beach, you know, you see these tent cities everywhere and they've reached a whole other order of magnitude. So. What I'm trying to say with all of this is it's very much something that I've experienced and seen, you know, just growing up. Um, But what was a big learning process for me is and what really kind of there's been so many docs or whatever about, you know, just homelessness, you know, quote unquote or whatever. But for this, it's, you know, this as I've learned, it's the so they call them the hidden homeless. And it's really this um, segment of the population like, you know, you're describing with your students that, um, you know, they're they're hidden. We don't see them, meaning like, you know, everybody's familiar with, you know, the whatever the wino on the street or just some people in their tents. But these are people who um, typically are doubled up, you know, on a friend's couch. It's very transient or they're sleeping in their cars or motel rooms in this case definitely all over the country. And, um, statistically, you know, they're just not captured and they're not, they're just not on people's radar. Like, you know, without getting too boring in the particulars, housing and urban development, they do these point in time counts, which they probably do out in Salt Lake, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but that just captures basically people on the streets more or less. And so all of, all of these other people, you know, that figure hovers around half a million a year in the United States if you factor in these, uh, the hidden homeless, um, you know, and they have, I, I could go into details about this, but it's probably too boring, but basically that half a million number goes up to two and a half million. Wow. So, you know, it's the scale of it is huge. If you look at the graph since the 1980s and s- stagnant wages and everything else, it's really been a soaring emerging demographic that a lot of people don't know about. Um, and you know, these statistics that I'm blabbing on <laughs> right now are usually boring, but that's, that was the motivation for the film is just to see it, to see that lived experience of a family, just doing what families do, making a meal and, you know, just doing their thing like everybody else. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, like I said, so I think, uh, we just make sure people are aware of where they can see the film right now before we, you know, we get, you get distribution, but, uh, this interview will air tonight or will go up tonight at some point. Um, and it will, you can, yeah, the Sundance, 
sorry, oops, said the bat, said the wrong word. I'll have to cut that out. Slam Dance Channel. How dare you? How dare you? The other festival, uh, seven ninety nine a month, and you can watch all the films um, that are that's here that are here today or yeah. today in this. Yeah, and I think that goes for the 29th. I got all fumbled up from saying the s word. So, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, uh, I would love to have you on again down the road and, you know, talk about maybe it's after it's been around and more people have seen it. I just would love to hear it because I know you're going to have a lot of people approaching you and talking to you about it. I would love to hear about the feedback uh, you're getting from from audiences. Um, super exciting. So if you are here in person, it is at the Treasure Mountain Inn Sunday, uh, the 22nd. Uh, what time will that be? One fifteen. 1.15 p.m. You can buy tickets online. You can buy tickets here uh, at the hotel. And uh, yeah, Brendan, this was great. Anything else you want to add before we kind of wrap up today? Yeah, the second screening is also, um, it's closing night on January 26th at 2.45 p.m. in the ballroom. Um, and the only other thing I'd say, so for the first screening, the one, uh, on the 22nd, this Sunday at 1 15 PM, uh, Justin is, he's coming out, we're right. flying him out. You know, he's never been on a plane before he's going to get dropped into the middle of main street. It's going to be, you know, be an experience. I, I think he's going to do the Q and a, he's very excited, nervous. Um, so yeah, if anybody's here in person, uh, you know, you, you walk along this kid for eight years of his life and see him come out the other side. So if it's your kind of thing, it, it make make the uh, 22nd. <laughs> I forgot my own date. <laughs> I think that's all I'm going to say. Well, yeah, like I said, great, great film. Um, so nice meeting you. Uh, it turns out I was a fan of your work and didn't even know it. Nathan for you is one of my favorite TV shows oh, really? of all time. Oh, cool. Me and my wife have watched it multiple times. Um, and so when I, when I, when I watch a film that I'm going to cover, I try not to like look at any bios or anything. I just want to watch the film. I don't want any preconceptions. Uh, and then I saw that you were involved in that show. And I think I even remember you may have even been on it. I don't know. Or you, your name was mentioned. I, it just sounds familiar as your name yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah, I pop up in the B-roll on the show here and there. But yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, one of my favorite shows of all time, uh, so yeah, cool. I, you were very, very diverse in your work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you mentioned Nathan. So yeah, I worked on the rehearsal for a little bit too, before COVID, before I doubled down on this thing. And he, Nathan actually, he gave me some really good notes on this. You know, he was very kind and it, notes that made it into the cut. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's been just colleagues. It's, it's kind of a hybrid doc, you know, quote unquote comedy thing, but, um, yeah, I mean, he was he, he was helpful, and a, you know, a lot of those Abso production people have kind of like been able to chip in and you know, um, you know, just sweeten this up and make it as good as it can. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You're a fan. Oh, how can you not be? It's like the, 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 <laughs> yes. well, my mom. I showed my mom, and she just didn't get it. But I, it wasn't for her. Yeah. <laughs> mom, you got to see the show. Man, like, my life was basically. She's like, he's so awkward. I mean, well, yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's his that's his whole jam. Yeah, no, I was. Working on that, I started out as like an intern and worked myself up to producing on it. And basically in between Nathan for you would drive up to Fresno and make motel drive. So it's here we are. Wow. That's amazing. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we did a good job here. <laughs> this was fun. Uh, so nice meeting you. And I'll put all the links to everything where people can uh, see motel drive. I highly encourage uh, you to check it out. And, and for our, our audience in Santa Cruz and Monterey, uh, get that sun, that slam dance channel. Uh, 
even for just a month and check out the great stuff that they have. Uh, yeah, thanks. See ya. Okay. <laughs> thanks, man. Absolutely.